Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Performance Through Health podcast with me, Martin McPhillamy. And what a week it's been. Over the last week or the weekend before, I have been over in Melbourne, Victoria, studying on a course called Create Your Destiny by William Whitecloud, who is the author of Magician's Way and his new book, um, Secrets to Natural Success, um, Five Steps to Finding Your and Creating Your Genius. Now, I don't know much about William. I didn't know much about William's work, and I went there with an open mind after being recommended by Comrade Francis of Inspired Money to go along with a few friends for for five days. Um, and you know, I'll talk to you a little bit about William first. Now, I've already mentioned that he he's an author, but he is a man who has studied the principles of hermetic uh, alchemy, and. He has uh, essentially built up an idea of natural success, which is predicated on the idea of that we all have this kind of godlike genius inside us, and that we um, we only put limitations on ourselves, and that if we were to be able to remove these limiting beliefs, uh, then by you know using more of our intuition rather than rational sense, that we can really express ourselves out of our highest potential through our, our creative magic and. You know, it sounds all a bit crazy, and it was. It did sound crazy when I first stepped through the doors, and the you know, the individuals that were there were, I wouldn't say particularly sort of the individuals that I would find myself surrounded with. Uh, however, that was blown away over the next five days, and it's really exciting for me to to be able to discuss this opportunity. So, what was the course about? Well. I've already talked about a little bit about the vision, and it was all about creative power and providing techniques to to help it, help myself and and the likes of people that went there to get compelling end results that we truly desire. So we all um, essentially have these limiting beliefs that I've already talked about, and they're all from a source of human suffering suffering that essentially happens between the ages of zero and four when we're young and. Um, by building self-awareness on these beliefs so we can actually hold our own and hold our, uh, I guess, your, your, your internal feelings and your internal emotions to really focus on getting the, the end result that you wish rather than you know, sacrificing a, a comfort, I guess, because he talks about a, a relationship with attention and Throughout the course, there was there were many values. Now, the values that he speaks are truth. So, always speaking the truth, which is difficult for most people, especially for an individual like myself, who uh, on the personality scale would score rather high on agreeableness. I tend to not really speak my mind. So that was that was a, an insight straight away. And then we talk about service. Now, we we are not here to take. We are here to actually serve others. We're a community. Next, next value was focus. So having a look at on the, uh, you know, always having a look at the emerald. What, what is it that you truly want? And keeping an eye on, keeping on a focus on that. And he took us through this nice little exercise where he, uh, you know, got someone up on, uh, at the front and got them to. Uh, he grabbed hold of their arm and said, "I'm going to bend your arm," and then just slightly bend it. And then he told them to focus on keeping their arm as straight as they can, imagining that it was pointing a laser beam out at this uh, mark on the wall. And because he generated this focus of of what the outcome wanted to be, he was then struggling to bend the arm. So I mean, it, it sounds a bit silly, but when you do it in 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 practice, if you try this with a partner or someone, you, you'll actually notice that when you focus on keeping your keeping your own, keeping your focus on the end goal or the result that you wish to desire, it will it often comes true. 
Also, it was all about self-responsibility. So there's no one else in there to help you. It was all on your own. What you speak is what you what you know. What you feel, what you speak is what you is what you say. Uh, and you've you've got a duty of care to yourself. And then obviously the confidentiality. There's a lot of emotional stuff that come up. A lot of um, you know, childhood beliefs and stuff that was was coming around. So it was really important that. Um, we uh we kept our 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 word that we would keep it confidential, and I won't be speaking about anything other than my own, my own, my own um, uh, I guess experiences. The whole theme it was uh, was was awareness really was was developing self awareness, and he started with the premises that your focus creates your reality. So where you place your attention, your consciousness is truly what is manifesting in your life. So. However, the issue is that we don't actually focus on the things that we're really focusing on. So he started to talk about some stories, and the stories were always related to that. If we have a goal in mind, is that truly coming from something that we wish we truly desire and we truly deserve, that we we believe we deserve, or is it from coming from a place of um, a compensation because of a weakness of yours? So, say for example, you say, "No, I want to be really rich." What's the reason you want to be rich? Is that because you 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 would rather not be poor, or is it because you truly just want to be rich? Now, if it's because you come from a place of scarcity, you're actually not focused on the end result. You're focused on the facts that you're in a scarce place. So, therefore, you're gonna, you're fo- you're, you're unconscious focus is going to continue to get that cycle so once you become aware of that so you you, you know your unconscious is your belief systems that you was created when you were very young you can then uh, build the awareness to then actually kind of reflect on that and make choice on decisions that you make in your life to then get the outcome that you deserve because your unconscious mind your self-conscious mind all feed into the subconscious and the subconscious can only say yes to your reality and it's it's from those beliefs that the beliefs then create your reality and the reality then enforces it. So um, often this happens in relationships. People get into relationships with individuals who are, uh, let, let's say, for example, uh, let's talk about my relationship. So my relationship, when, my relationships or previous relationships have always ended up in either me being cheated, uh, being cheated on or, or me um, feeling like I'm, I'm a victim of abandonment or, or, or on, the, on the end of, um, I guess, evil. That's what, it's always, that's what it did always feel like. But when I was younger, my parents split up, I think, probably around the age when I was two or three. And my father actually left, left and um, I, I lived with my mom. So uh, I never knew but until probably two years ago that I had a lot of deep anger in there. And there was these beliefs that it were inside that... Um, my, my father didn't love me and my father walked away and walked out and that I had uh, these these kind of abandonment issues and that led me to then get into relationships with individuals who were uh, probably emotionally distant or it, it made me think that because my father left and my father had an affair it made me be, be, always believe that I never wanted to be like my dad but what actually that then led to, it led to me being nice and overly nice. So I gave everything to, to my partners and that means I gave away my power. So that therefore, as I, because I easily gave it away, they would easily walk off of that and that would then up with then, then them taking advantage or them, you know, walking away and cheating on me because I, I my subconscious mind created that. And then what, with the outcome of what actually happened, that then reinforced my uh, my belief, so that becoming this bit of a loop, and 
I was never really conscious of this. Uh, I always just thought that I was picking up or, you know, hanging out or having, uh, you know, um, emotionally, what's the word? I always attracted women to my life that would just kind of work, weren't particularly nice women, but that wasn't the case. I actually was creating that in a relationship, and that was because of my my limiting beliefs. And we went on to just kind of do this exercise where straight away we talked about the reservations that we had in this in the in the training, and and one of the reservations is was that you know will this training actually be worth it? I'd paid a you know a thousand dollars, and that was the first time that I'd actually spent that much on some training i know it's not a lot to you guys but or, or it might not be a lot to you guys but for me that was and when i stepped into there i first said no is this going to be worth it we're in this place called the unicorn club there wasn't really much um uh you know it wasn't catered we were just kind of an old boys club that was just a bit like my old rugby club where you could get a beer for you know a couple of quid or a couple of dollars and you'd get some pie and chips as a you know and a manky little bit of food on the side, but we didn't even have that. So I was like, $1,000, whatever paid for. So that was my first up kind of uh, reservation that I had. But that was coming from what we'd call a self-conscious belief, not a self-aware belief. So because I was feeling, oh, I feel a bit of a victim there. I was in this mindset of, oh, what have I, what have I paid for? What is this? What is this? What is this course I paid for? And actually, when I stepped into my self-awareness and looked at what I could do, it was actually it was down to a belief system that I actually may, might not be good enough to, um, uh, re, you know, be able to generate a return of interest on the money that I've paid, because when I'm in my awareness, it doesn't matter how much I pay; it's, it's how much I can then learn and benefit from the from this from this uh, from this course. So that that's all down to my beliefs and not actually down to what my reality was in front of me. So when I stepped up and changed that, that awareness, I believe that if I focus on the end result, which is getting return of uh, you know, investment on this and continue to create, to keep tension and keep my, uh, my, my focus on that end result is that I will find a creative way in me to actually be able to generate the income back from this so that I can pay for it. So it was all pretty powerful stuff on day one, really. And there was quite a few beliefs on there that I'm just going to quickly run through. And that was the, you know, the most main belief that people have is that they're not they're they're not worthy. So that all, those typical individuals will be seeking approval, always looking kind of a, har- a harmony. They um, you know they unconsciously arrange to be ejected, uh, rejected. Sorry, so they actually end up going into relationships where they will end up getting rejected. They they take steps to attract love and to kind of feel like they belong to individuals, but often end up doing the opposite. They're kind of paranoid. Um, they walk into rooms, and this you know, this might relate to you. You walk into a room, or you hear someone talking, and they look at you, and you think, "Oh, what you know, is that? Are they talking about me?" The, get this kind of paranoia a bit or they have this kind of it like to be center of controversy and always in drama and that's because it's a it comes from someone that's seeking love and approval and that's a mother derived issue so that usually happens between the uh, ages of zero uh, zero of, of when you're actually within the womb to 18 months and where you should be finding your being nurtured by your mother and if your mother didn't give you enough attention around that that, that period then you might not feel worthy of that love the second most common one was that I'm not good enough, and that was something that I actually found out that I had is that I'm quite a you know high achiever. But when I've and I've got lots of degrees and I've done lots of uh, courses and stuff like that, but whenever I achieve something, I never really feel uh, f- fulfilled by it. I get this kind of 
emptiness feeling and that might relate to the uh, individuals with what's called imposter syndrome so they almost feel like they don't fit in amongst everyone in the room and they shouldn't actually believe that they're there and people might all of a sudden find out and that's a father derived issue and I, we then went through this um uh, meditational process that took us took us back to our some of our earliest beliefs and it was really interesting because he took us on this journey where we we were we were a spirit and we were sent down onto the earth and uh, we were then reborn again and we were reborn and we could then see a relationship between our mother between the ages of zero and 18 months and I kind of got this um, block then and I don't know whether in the meditation I actually fell asleep or just couldn't see anything and I don't know if that's because I don't want to see the issues that I had from my mother but as soon as I it, you know I got to the age where I was um, looking up to my father for 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 validation because that's what you do between the ages and two and four is we, we seek validation from our from our fathers uh, I, I went to a memory that uh, I was in my nan's house and I was doing some drawings and some paintings sat on the floor on my own really kind of enjoying myself and I was really um, proud of this 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 um, this painting that I did, and when I went to take it to my, my my dad, my dad was in conversation, or he wasn't really interested in what I was doing, and he just kind of went, "Oh yeah, that's great," and no kind of emotion to it, and just kind of sent me on my way and told me just to continue going on, and there was absolutely no validation there. And what that meditation did is that made me realize that that was the moment where I felt this, um, I guess. Uh, I guess pain that I wasn't being validated. My dad was like, "Why is why is my dad not interested in what I was doing?" And it's no no fault of, fault of his own. Although you know he could have probably given me a bit more attention at that at that point. But how was he to know that that was going to cause this lifelong uh, issue of not feeling good enough? And that's you know, it still affects me now. I'll go have this great idea where I think I can you know I can go and save the world or or, or produce something or even even with just these these uh, podcasts and. I'll get I'll get right to up to doing it, and all of a sudden I'll procrastinate, and I'll, I'll find a way, or I have to find too. Much, I've got to dig too much into um, you know, finding more information rather than actually taking action, and that's because there's this long life belief that I'm actually not good enough to do what I'm doing. So I'm now aware of that. That's one of the things that I'm grateful for. I've took away from this course, and that was. Uh, uh, you know, really powerful and then we went through a bit of an exercise that was a, a way of uh, you know processing conflict inside and uh, recently I've actually had a, you know, a bit of an issue at work where I asked for a, for a pay rise and 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 the company told me that they couldn't get it now fair enough the company said that I couldn't get it because of, of reasons to do with revenue and stuff like that and that's uh, you know that's their um that's that's a valid reason for them but I didn't really again didn't really speak my mind I just accepted it and just said well what can I do and we've made a little bit of a plan that but what that triggered inside was kind of was to me was uh, you know uh, am I actually uh, worth it can I can I make it worth it is the idea of the um, sorry the, so the, the fact that I was being underpaid that kind of made me have this like anger and resentment towards my my employees but that's because I put this kind of had this feeling as that I'm not worthy or I'm not or I'm not good enough by what they were saying and that um, the underlying assumption there was that my employees value of me is what it, or my their, my employees value of me from from the wages they pay me is actually associated to my capability wouldn't it's not we have to remember that we put so much of our self-worth in the wages that we get when it's not true it just means that at that time that company is willing willing to pay for for that service that you can provide or that service that, that what you have and it's not a true reflection of your capability because you, you're not limited by 
the number of 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 uh, number of you know, um, money that you earn. Yes, when you earn more money, you may step up and be feel a bit more braver, or you're expected to do more. But that don't allow that to limit you, because although I'm being not being paid as as much as I as I would like, it doesn't necessarily mean I still can't be the best person I can always be, and I'm not going to allow that to to uh, to impact me. Then the premise is that um, tension seeks resolution. So this kind of um, really resonated with me really well is that the tension that was created following being told that I wasn't going to get a, a pay rise was uh, it was the may, the way of me resolving that tension within myself or that psychological stress within myself was to blame others was to say, you know, you know, I didn't want it anyway, or I got, got upset about it, or you just end up procrastinating, or you say, okay, well, I'm not going to do this. You end up withdrawing from, you know, whatever it is that you're doing. But is that really the true result that you want to get on the end now? So that we have to learn to be able to get this relationship with tension. So when we have a ten- some tension inside us, what is it that we want? If we focus truly on the end, end, end goal, what that will do is that will drive us to get the energy to take us towards the end goal. Don't focus on the how, just focus on using your intuition and your genius and your creative identity just to get it, get it to where you want to be. And you have to keep coming back to that vision and that, um, you know, that, that thing that you truly desire to, to allow that to happen. And you've got to be aware, obviously, you've got to be aware that you're not going to uh, or that you are aware when you are procrastinating, you're aware when you, um, you're not taking that action or you're sulking or you're getting upset or you're playing the victim. You've got to be aware that you're doing that. And that means you're in your self-conscious body, your self-conscious mind. And you need to step back out of that again and really just be aware of it and do what you need to do anyway to get back to that end result. So, yeah, that was really powerful. That was um, pretty much day two. Day three was all about an idea called innocence. So innocence is um, essentially recognizing what's not what's right or wrong, what's good or bad, what's acceptable or unacceptable, but what just is. So everything around you just is. So it's just what it is, and that's what you you take from it. It's removing unconscious biases. It's basically stepping back to what it is like when you're a child. When you're a child, you can't really say, or you can when you get to a certain extent, but when you're like three or four years old, you don't know what's right or wrong. You just do what's in front of you and you're just learning. You're just saying what you speak from your mind and um, it doesn't really make sense. So innocence in no sense, a state of awe outside of your thoughts and feelings. Uh, that's the bridge to intuition and our mode of awareness informed by our connection to everything through all space and time. So you're just feeling what comes up. And you're just saying what comes up. And this was quite, really quite powerful when we did it, this innocence exercise. Because again, we took it through a meditation that took us back into this childlike state. And I, afterwards, um, he told us to go outside and just go, in, um, go, in, go onto the green. And we started to just, I just I was in this playful kind of mindset where all of my senses were heightened. I could, I was, it was quite a sunny day and I could, I could feel the sun on my arms and the wind kind of blowing up in my face. And it was like warm and cold at the same time. And from that, I got this real bad goosebumps, a uh, real, no, it was nice goosebumps just all over me. But inside it was just like a complete state of relaxing. Um, it was just like, almost like I was just completely present. I could do whatever I want without anyone kind of judging me. There was no judgment on whatever else I was doing. And it was just bliss. So what the first step to do is to get yourself into the state of innocence. When you're in innocence, you can all of a sudden then just observe the obvious what's in front of you. 
So we had an exercise where we would sit down with two other people and we would just basically state what we see we see of those individuals from like a symbol that come in your mind. And now I remember sat with one guy and all of a sudden had this cross come into my mind and I was just speaking and stepping into innocence and you know, I was there to serve the individual and I just stated that the individual was at a crossroads in his life and that he was struggling to find direction, that he was here for the course to find that direction and where he wanted to go next and started to reel off some of, some of the bit of a you know a 10 minute spiel of while he was there and it's, it's it is almost like a reading and what i've found is that the truth stays true for that individual and what's not true disappears so it's not about you it's not about whether you get it right or wrong it's about that individual listening to what you have to say and what you what they believe is true because that then raises their self-awareness and I always had, you know, a doubtful mind being a scientist about tarot cards, psychic readings and all things like that. And, you know, is it a fact? Is it something? Is it science? Well, no, it's not. It's there to actually to serve you. And it's there to actually just be, um, to allow you to discover your truth. Because people are unaware. People do live their lives just going about floating around like a puppet, just being pulled around. Not even aware of these limiting beliefs inside them that they if they're aware of they can step on and move forward and grow so it's uh it was really after that day which was day three i was just absolutely mind blown and it was it was crazy because it was completely different for me and then we started to go into a bit of jung's work and uh um we went through this 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 uh, concept which is the the hero's journey and that every um life has kind of a mythological uh, story to it. So the hero's journey is all about. Uh, no, you're born into a uh, a realm of of uh, what you believe your life is, and then there becomes a threat to life, and that threat causes people to then go hide away, move away, run away, whatever it is, break up with their you know a wife or a partner, or or move to the other side of the world, let's say, and that's because their inner child is either is is hurting. Um, so they don't feel worthy, they don't feel like they, sh- that they believe they should be on this sort of track and they just get stuck in this sort of thing and what then happens is that when they move away into this, um, whenever they run away from whatever they're running away from is that they, they then gr- um, find an awakening or they, they meet like a, a wise man or they, they meet um, uh, or they go on a new journey and for me that's, uh, that's, that's happened to me and I'll tell you the story in a second but the awakening then leads to self-awareness or someone you know, in showing you something, maybe that's a talk with a therapist or psychologist or or um, perhaps you might even do some meditation, some psychedelic or plant medicines and you, you all of a sudden improve your awareness and you have this kind of concept, like, oh, fuck, this has been happening to me all my life. And then what you have to do is you have to kind of go in and slay that dragon. And Jordan Peterson talks about slaying the dragons or pacify the dragons of this. And that basically means face your fears full on. So whatever you have as a limit and belief or whatever you dislike in your life, whatever you dislike in other individuals or haters, you have to full on go on that straight straight on and, and go right into the, into the darkness and step into that you know the 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 dark caves because the the gold or the the diamonds or the jewels or whatever you want in life uh, the treasure is at the deepest darkest tunnel and that when you find that then then it allows you to be of greater service to to the society to your wife to your partners to to your family and because you all of a sudden are a braver individual you're a bolder individual and you're on the path to what you truly wish that you want and for me, that was moving to the side of the world to Australia. So I you know, unconsciously have, have perhaps run away from families and friends, not feeling like I'm worthy of them or not feeling like I'm good enough for them. 
um, or having this capability belief, but always thinking that I've always wanted to live in Australia. When why would you do that? Why would you move away from all your family? It sounds stupid, right? But once I came over here, you know, I went real dark. I had a real shit time. I've already told you about this in, in episode one of Performance Through Health podcast, and um, I went through this awakening. And I did meet like a wise man. That wise man was myself. I started to realize that I'm. I don't have to be looking externally for validation anymore. I don't have to be this extroverted individual that goes out. It's actually, there's a whole life inside of me. There's a whole story inside of me of what I truly want. And when I started to look inside, I started to see all my weaknesses, all my flaws, all these issues that I have. And just one by one, I started to write these down or make notes of them and read my way or educate my way into taking action, into improving that. And now I feel completely free. Like it truly is. The truth does set you free. It makes you... Um, everything is just so much better when you, you're, uh, you know, you're in your truth or living your true life. And that has then allowed me to, um, I guess, live this life where I have created my own business. I'm now stepping into living a life that I want to live. I'm not just being you know, dictated by other individuals, where, which I always look for validation through masculine role figures. I did it through school. Uh, I did it at university. I did that um, in my last job, and now I, I've done it in my job right now. But I'm aware of that now, and I can actually can validate myself for my own successes. We then went through this whole kind of meditation uh, experience of um, just yeah the experience that I told you told you earlier. Uh, but this was also uh, a. Um, it was where when I discovered that limiting belief, and that's individual. It's what's called the pathway to individuation. So it's a pathway to realizing that you're an individual, that you're not dictated by the world. You're not part of this socially controlled. Well, you are a part of this socially controlled, programmed, cultural, um, uh, collective. But actually, you're here as an individual, and it sounds very existentialist, but it's true that we are, and we all get to make the decisions and the choices that we want if we're aware of them to get the life that we deserve or the life that we want in this in this uh, in, in this you know, I guess spiritual um, journey that we're on in, in this in this physical body if that's how you say it. and then we went through the mechanics of actually creating so um, we've got a imagine a, a tri- triangle like a pyramid so you can see this often it's the the all c and i it's the, to- the top of a dollar bill on uh, on the american dollar and the reason why it's there is because this fact i'm about to tell you now has been around for thousands of years by the you know it was the freemasons that came up with it and they are the ones that came up with currency and it's the fact that uh, there is a relationship between truth and love and wisdom so truth is your currently reality. It's what you're seeing as what you believe to be true in front of you. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it's true for any of one else or it doesn't necessarily mean it's a fact. But what you actually experience is the truth. Now, if you then um, seek to find what you love and that is you know, what you truly desire in life without any kind of um, self-conscious uh, beliefs or, or derived from any self-conscious uh, or, or self-conscious kind of you know, mindset or from any of individuals that what you love is your vision so that's what you truly desire so if you've got your currently reality and what you truly desire that then creates this uh, structural tension between your current reality and your in your vision what that sets up is to then build up wisdom to gain for what you it what it is that you want, and it's the it's kind of related to the idea of um, 
the law of attraction is like if you start to kind of focus on the area that you want or focus on it truly what it what it is that you want you'll start to see opportunities arise around you to take those to take you towards that goal and that's huge you know this is something that I, um, I've talked about on previous podcasts and um, when you start to see the opportunities that you have in, in front of you, you build this what's called an abundant mindset. You start to realize that the universe is there to serve you and it will serve you as long as you give, as long as you, you know, truly know what you want. Um, and, and that is with love. You know, you've got to give love. Uh, it can't become from a desire from um, you know, a, you know, a negative desire of wanting something out of a lack of something because that won't work. You'll just end up getting that lack all the time. The structural tension then actually, um, you know, energy follows that path of least resistance. So your current reality, vision and choice sets up this tension uh, and tension is always looking to resolve essentially. So if you continue to keep that tension in you, you will find a way to resolve that tension as long as that's not you falling back into your self-consciousness and then just resolving it by giving your power away and just saying, look, okay, no, I don't want this or... Um, let, let's let's say you are you, you do desire a relationship with someone and um, you, you're focusing on getting that person or speak they're trying to trying to trying to um, uh, you know go on a date go on a date with that person for example and there's a bit of tension uh, between you both and but then all of a sudden you get a bit self-conscious that you're not worthy of them or that you you don't have the capability to, to give them what they want and all of a sudden you just say, oh, no, don't worry about it. You ask them on a date and you'll instantly say, oh, don't worry about it. And you say, okay, let's go on a date on Wednesday or let's go out on Thursday. But if you're busy, that's okay. Like instantly you're resolving that tension because you're building that tension and all of a sudden you're waiting for the answer, you're waiting for the opportunity. But then because you then say to the individual, but if you are busy, you're resolving that tension. So you're gonna you're actually gonna get the outcome that you want that from that's come from or derived from the uh, the self-conscious state, which is the limiting belief. However, if you allow that tension to stay and you stay true to what you want, then you're more likely to create the outcome that you wish that you desire. And that was, uh, you know, it's, it's the belief dynamic, and it's all about uh, structural dynamics. It's, it's incorporating your. Um, uh, let's go through this. So, psychological tension begins eroding structural tension. So, essentially, if you go into your self consciousness and you get stressed and you ignore it, that's going to build up more and more psychological tension, and that's going to remove this structural tension that allows you to get to the end result. Uh, and that just ends up jeopardizing what you want, essentially. So, the only way to resolve in, uh, any other dynamics is by naming the belief. So, okay, why, why am I thinking this? Why am I not? Is it because I'm, you know, I've got this belief that I'm not worthy or that I'm not good enough or. Um, I don't know it needs to be perfect or that you know, it's just the way it's going to be that's that's coming from a limiting belief so if you can name that belief and then what you can do is you can actually become more aware of it and then you can start to incorporate action to take into your current reality to change current reality um, so yeah the hero needs to improve uh, change and create but the, so essentially if you think about mythological stories or any kind of stories that you see or hero stories on, on, on TV, whenever there's a, a film, it's the hero always has to improve, whereas the villain is always the strongest individual to begin with. Superman, for example, he, um, you know, he's, he gets caught with the, 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 the kryptonite and he gets, he's, he's all of a sudden, 
struggling actually well actually it all starts off with him being an individual that's sent to earth because he gets blasted out by all the the bad guys he gets sent away he goes on this journey and he, you know, he he meets the wise man he meets his father who tells him that he's this powerful being and that he can go on this journey to 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 save the world and he then has to go and uh, fight the kryptonite he then has to go and fight the bad guys and he he eventually wins and he wins the woman over and all this sort of story and it's the same with pretty much any hero story and it's the same as it always been with myths throughout throughout time and that's not because they're necessarily true but they're trying to tell you the story of life and that's through this hero's journey and then on the final day we created our um uh, we went through another meditation just to create a vision and my vision is always what it has been with performance through health. And that vision is that I do want a, a facility down near the ocean, uh, two hours south of of, Margaret, of, of of Perth, sorry, where it's, you know, it's a large outdoor training facility. And I've got a house that people can come to. You know, we're going to cook meals. There's going to be large swags of tents so we can sleep under the stars, like a five-day event where people can come down and, see, come, 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 come down and stay with me. Yeah, it's, it's a retreat, like escape for people that want to reconnect with themselves after living in the city. Um, and that's like you know there might be in the mornings we'll get up and we'll we'll have some breakfast and then we'll sort of do some training and we'll, we'll train real hard and then in the afternoons will be some education might be on self awareness or creating visions or you know really truly discovering what they want for themselves or it could be education in terms of sleep nutrition exercise that sort of thing uh, and then you know we'll have some lunch and then play around for a little bit maybe do some 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 water sports or something out in the ocean or uh, have some bit of time as yourself then the evenings are all about having fun and a feast so it's all about you know, once you set the fire you get the, the barbecues going you get the, the food cooking you have a, you know, a big dance off a big uh, share off like it's kind of it's uh, seduce your partners or enjoy time with your family really just uh, be a big kid again and then when the stars come out and uh, yeah, the stars are incredible over here in australia um, I've never seen anything like it before I came in here. I was mind blown, but it's really a time to be quiet and reflect on your day and reflect what you've been doing. So uh, that's what I wanted to discover from my meditations that I want to structure that. And that's, you know, I want cold plunges, weight racks, sled tracks, swimming pools, uh, you know, yoga, breath work, all those sort of things, meditation halls, quad bikes. And that's, that's, that's my dream. And that's where I'm going to try. And my end goal is 10 years time to be at that point. And I've just got to continue to make the right choices, continue to take action, and just focus on that end goal and the journey will discover itself. So thanks for listening, guys. That is my summary of my last week. And that's the second episode of Performance for Health podcast. I hope you might have got something from that. And please send away your questions to me if you want to. Um, and yeah, watch out for the space as I'll be bringing some guests on hopefully soon in the future. Thank you.